This episode is brought to you by FX's The Veil, starring Elizabeth Moss. FX's The Veil is an international spy thriller that follows two women as they play a deadly game of truth and lies on the road from Istanbul to Paris and London. One woman has a secret, and the other has a mission to reveal it before thousands of lives are lost. FX's The Veil, now streaming, only on Hulu. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Let's go! What's up, everybody? Welcome back to Bingetown TV. Our coverage of 1899 rolls on with the finale episode. So we've done episodes one and two, three and four, five and six, episode seven, and now we're finally at the finale. Before we dive into this episode, I just want to, I guess, do this little bit at the top of the episode for a change. Um, If you've liked covering the show with us, or rather listening to us cover the show, and this is your first show you've ever listened to, I highly recommend either scrolling through our discography, I guess, for lack of a better term, or going to bingetowntv.com, where you can see all the other series that we've covered. If you like this show and you like Dark, or if you haven't seen Dark, first of all, go watch Dark. But second of all, there's so many other shows out there like this that we've covered that I think you will like as well. So go watch those, listen to our podcast coverage. Next thing you know, you're a fan and and it's good for everybody. All right. So to get the little marketing spiel out of the way, I I almost don't even know what to say about this finale episode. They just just find the way to end every season of television they make with just the most insane shit that makes me want to just laugh on my couch. So it was great. That's all I'll say for now. We'll get into Mm -hmm. it. Anyone else can kind of just take the floor and we'll roll from there. (laughs) <laughs> no I'll one go. else wants to. I'll go. Yeah, no, I'll go too. I just thought I'm used to I'm used to somebody else jumping in first. So, so you want me to? Well, go it ahead? ain't gonna be me. So why don't <laughs> you take right. it, Jimmy? Yeah, I'll go. I'll, 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 I'll go. go. I'll go. Yeah, I'll go. And if you listen back to the tape, I guarantee Jimmy's been second on every time he's been on here. So that's a fucking lie. <laughs> um, so, all right. So Damn. this this was to me incredible. I was I just finished it. I'm smiling ear to ear with that mic drop moment at the end um i liked this a lot more than episode seven i thought it cleaned up a lot of my issues that i thought we were heading towards and there is so much to talk about with that last little 10 second 10 to 20 second scene where they did a fantastic job this season where almost every time an episode ended you thought you knew where it was going and then they dropped something that changed it and made you just walk away thinking about the show that's where these guys are just unparalleled they are masters at writing this this these kind of television mysteries and regardless of how you think about this show right now i just want to just put it out there about like dark was the three season masterpiece that i i love to death from these same creators and um basically every time you watch a season that was a three season thing this is going to be at least two or three seasons every time you watch a season it completely changes your hindsight of things so if you walked away not loving this or you walked away loving this just be prepared that everything will continue to shift and i feel like that's the general vibe you probably got from the last episode here and um to avoid going into spe- specifics we'll talk about that 
I loved the simulation. I, I, I just thought it was, it couldn't have been done better. And I was very, very nervous about how they were going to pull it off. Um, but I couldn't be more excited for season two and I'll leave it at that. Yeah. Going to the fact that we are confirming that this is all a simulation and no supernatural parts of this show as of now, as of now, I'm I'm glad that Luke, you specifically are still happy with it because we did in general. Kyle was one of the ones too that talked about the fact that if it's like a VR thing or a simulation, it might not be the best option. Now I don't know if you meant simulation the same as VR, but either way, we get the fact that confirmation. This is a full simulation. We, we'll talk about the the spoilers later, but I agree. These writers, creators, they just blow it out of the park. We've been saying. We blow it out of the water, knock it out of the park. Which one are you going to go here? But, uh, <laughs> blow it out of the park, guys. Um, honestly, though, we were talking about this entire season coverage. We knew that they were just going to keep nailing it with their storylines, that we were going to have some theories. We were going to be right on some. And then all of a sudden, we were going to go, holy shit, you got us. And mm-hmm. the end. It was it's it's still close to what we were saying, but yes, they freaking got us. And we were talking about how the real world scenario of this hasn't been spoken about. And I do want to rewind the tape a little bit, but we'll talk about that later because I did say a couple things that uh, I want to do this, even though it's, you know, after I throw a thousand at the wall, one or two sticks. But now we are or maybe we're not we'll have to see what you guys think about the actual last scene but we're finally getting some kind of real world scenario where this is definitely now has to be more than one season because mm-hmm. we said depending on how the finale goes it could it could wrap up you know whatever <laughs> it, could, it could end well guess what just like dark just like you know it's it's unbelievable we this could be 20 seasons you know they, they have so much they can do with this but for now like luke said two three seasons we expect them to wrap it up nicely and it is going to have so much more material coming i can't wait and guess what we're gonna have to wait two three years whatever but hey <laughs> we'll we'll keep talking about it in the meantime i was underwhelmed i was okay. underwhelmed um i think I'm not sure if it's the disappointment that comes right when they establish simulation. They took the liberty to just anything goes. Maybe it's Daniel's gadget all this time could really do anything. What's up with, oh, I just remembered I could switch the key to literally be whatever I wanted it to be this whole time. We could have done this a hundred years ago. Uh, I think this whole show is way more sci-fi heavy than I was expecting and I guess hoping now that I'm spinning this in a negative way. Um, and I have no I have no quarrels with them completely reestablishing the game. You guys said that's how these guys operate. They did it in dark, but the way that you guys painted how they did it in dark better be 18 billion times better than this because they were taking their notes watching the hundred and they just the hundred at us with this whole they're just on a spaceship in these pods simulate like well, if it was going to be a simulation I, thing, it has to be that level of technology. Yeah, no, right. they're going to be in pods. Sure. We, we knew that. It also yeah. kind of, I, I almost feel like the events that just happened, like 80% of the events that happened in season one, what's the significance of them? And I guess that's one of the mysteries that I'm most curious about is 
what how does everybody not named Mora, Daniel, Henry and Elliot fit into this equation? Are they just the last remnants of humanity? But that that's like recalibrating my whole mindset to get excited about this sci fi space adventure where like I kind of didn't want this show to be that. And they kind of just like started steering that way in episode five and never looked back. And now we're here and I'm like, all right, well, you better establish a freaking like Jimmy said, blow it out of the park, knock it out of the water space story <laughs> or else, you know, I'm underwhelmed. It's it's a lot of Westworldy stuff. And I, I I don't know, I I am headed towards a little bit of a disappointment, if I'm being honest. But all of those quarrels are to say this is still like an 8.0 or above show, like the quality of everything is great. I just want to be the guy that voices these frustrations because I feel they are valid. You didn't get into too many specifics there, and I think we're going to let that play out as we talk about this episode. But some of the things that I think I agree with that I didn't say in my little summary thing there is anything that wasn't big picture, Mara, Elliot, Kyburn, the father or the brother was underwhelming. But I also am not willing to count that against them because this is like this is the way you do this for three seasons. Like they're not going to get the spotlight. They might get it next season. But I agree. I I feel like that was almost a waste of time this episode. And you can say this season, but it will come back into play in some way that's going to hopefully be satisfying. And that's going to be really important. But I was more fixating on the big picture stuff where we podcasted on this show. We dissected the shit out of these eight episodes and we didn't get anything right about the brother Kieran. We didn't get anything right about um like the reason that Elliot is even in this situation and we got nothing right about the father and the Whoa. fact that all okay I said well, simulation in a simulation dude yeah but did we did you say the father was like not the evil no, I'm talking no about, like, I, I just said somebody like remember I was guy. saying somebody else is is controlling and the father's a simulation in the simulation but it well, was he actually it just seemed like he was in the same simulation but he's controlling them. He, I thought it. I thought it was assumed that he was able to control. He was able to use a way to control the simulation from where he was too. Well, I let's thought, talk about I, that. I took it hold as on, on, yeah, on. you guys are derailing right. me right now. We'll talk about that. <laughs> um, basically, what I'm just getting at is all the main stuff like that. Like they were huge twists, and to me, we didn't see them coming. And also, they weren't like bad writing. There were some technical bad writing things that you can argue with like how the technology and the simulation works and seeing if that tracks with earlier episodes i'm not willing to say that that's like good but other than that i just really like the big moments i was there for it and then like the big reveals so far i've been doing it for me but yeah all the side characters the supporting cast need way more for them to be for them to have have been worth it that's just where i'm coming from yeah yeah, so again, almost exactly what Luke said. I was going to put this in my intro, but I thought it was going to be talked about like as the episode was going on. I wasn't expecting Brian to say the underwhelming and just and just say it right away. But I I definitely agree. Like while I was watching this episode, I did have in the back of my mind like, all right, this is sim- like everything that they're doing trying to get off the boat and is just nothing to us. Like we don't need, we don't care what's going on when they're jumping through memories and they're seeing the virus go through all that is is a representation of the virus screwing with the simulation and the simulation being about to shut down while daniel's trying to make sure it actually happens Mm -hmm. and yeah like i didn't obviously go back and count it but like say the episode's 50 minutes did we get like maybe 10 minutes of actual real world big big time information so i i agree with that um, but I just think it's part of the story that they're telling. And yeah, mm-hmm. if it was like, Hey, let's just give you this crazy open-ended finale and be like, this is a one season show. Then I'd be like, 
go fuck yourself. You're right, but right. Because we know that it's going to be a second and third season or at least a second season and it opens up for the bigger story then i'm accepting the fact that this episode eight is just like the middle or one third of the way through the story and i can deal with like 40 minutes of of just storytelling fluff yeah yeah i I think a lot of the side character stuff is it felt like they were trying to sell the point that the father was trying to make almost where like mara roped all of these people into this and like they're just now they're showing us them like suffering heavily, but we're looking at it now from a new lens because episodes one through seven, we're thinking it's oh the you know the father is an addy you know he's a he's the devil like he's making them all go through these loops. And then we find out that it's Mara, and now we're watching them struggle through that different lens. I agree though, it felt like I was like okay, where's where's Grandpa? Like where's Pops? Like I want to see what's going on with the key. Where's the pyramid? All that kind of stuff. And then I would say with the um the stuff with Daniel and like, he can do whatever he wants. I agree with that. Definitely. I don't know. Like it's, we had the, the mix up a little bit last episode too, with like every ship has that motherboard on it. Yeah. So what was different about this one? Was it that he was in the archive? So it was easier to do it. And again, like they didn't give us the answer of like, we can speculate all we want, but it's easy. Yeah. To just, think that and i agree with you that he was just kind of manipulating things willy-nilly it seemed like never gave us that kind of level of manipulation i that was even my i think my what my parting shot what were we calling them (laughs) last episode yeah my 15 parting shots yeah that that it felt like if he had this much control why isn't he just like giving himself an ak-47 to like go do whatever he wants with it so i I agree with you on that as well i can only defend it in a way where I would think like if we go back to the scene where even when there's only one guy in the engine room to defend, quote unquote, the engine room, he could hardly do what he wanted to do on the motherboard without that guy getting all up in his shit and kind of stopping him from doing it. So most simulations at some point always had a full room. So maybe he just like couldn't open the door and start messing with it without, you know, if the father's actually controlling things, which I still think he was controlling a portion of the simulation, I guess we'll talk about that later. You know, he could send the first mate or he could just have one of the guys be like, what the hell are you doing? Or in general, the guys would be like, what the hell are you doing? And he wouldn't have the time to go through. You know, I mean, you did see it, even though it's like being I keep saying I say it all the time, turbo sped through like the episode. But, you know, he has to open the one. It's not working. Then he does it. He has to open the other one and then he pulls the thing out. Then the thing comes down. Then he does the one thing and then he pulls it out and he does the other side of it. And, you know, you do have to go through a process. And he pretty much needed to be alone in that room to be able to go through all of that and change the code. And also, we have to talk about the fact that he can't change the code unless he knows the code in the first place. Right. Like, I mean, this is the only time he actually got the key in any simulation. So that's what I'm hoping at least is the answer. Like, you know, that's every true. other simulation, he never got far enough for more to remember enough to be like, Oh, okay. I believe you. Here's my key. And then he has it so he can change it. That's, that's the okay. only thing I could think of here. I'm going to roll with that just to stay positive. <laughs> I'm yeah. going to use that. That's going to be my head cannon that he had the key. <laughs> and then hopefully maybe they so, explain it later. It, uh, which is funny, though, because technically he didn't change the key. He changed the pyramid, right? So that kind of screws me up. No, he changed, well, he changed the key both. Yeah. yeah. Key okay. All right. Whatever. You know. Okay. Rubik's Cube pyramid. It was yeah, lame. Yeah, he changed, he changed the key to the ring. It was and lame. I thought the Rubik's, Cube, the Rubik's Cube pyramid was pretty cool, though, with the stickers of wake up and stuff. But... <laughs> oh, objectively I, it was... cool, yes. But like... Yeah. 
lame. Yeah, I would agree. It, it was it wasn't as lame. I think still, and the lamest thing that happened was Olick's death, just the way it happened. But I would agree that if you would have just like if you just described to me the scenes, like this scene, obviously being such an important one in the entire you know span of the season it's is like such a pivotal moment it changes everything and i will say yes it probably fell a little flat then maybe what they were thinking that it was going to be this all like <gasps> like aha moment and it definitely wasn't as much of an aha moment than they might yeah i was i was more just like floored by the the elliot and the father reveals and even the brother which i i feel like that's a lot to talk about in itself and we can get through mm-hmm. that in its thing and i maybe i'm just completely pushing that stuff to the top and just kind of biasing myself to not really care about the other stuff until we have the full picture of the whole three seasons. And then I can go back and be like, okay, that was a waste of time. That was shitty writing. But right now I am just thinking about like those big picture things that are going to, that's going to be the talk of all the theory crafting for the next two years until we get more information. And for that, for that stuff, I was pretty happy with, and you guys might not agree. You might agree. Who knows? Doesn't either way. I still, I still don't think it was like poor writing, Versus just maybe not everybody's taste for certain things. I think that it was more on. uh, It's hard to say because, Brian, I I don't want to do this anymore to you and be like, yo, like Dark is the best show ever. But, (laughs) you know, if you compare it to Dark and the reveals and some of the stuff that you find out, maybe I think the answer is a little underwhelming over bad writing. Like if Dark didn't exist and I'm watching the show without Dark and, and maybe if the writers aren't the same writers and I'm not expecting something crazy, then maybe it's a lot higher on the, you know, the list of things that blew my mind. But yeah, I mean, I, I, I didn't, I enjoyed it. We guessed the simulation before it was a thing, but there's plenty that we didn't guess, but the things that they wanted to be like, yo, I want your, your eyes to like widen and your head to explode. Well, they were cool but they might have underwhelmed and i and i really do think that it, it lacks because the comparison to dark for me and maybe luke and kyle brian you don't even have dark to compare to and you're not um you know you're not you're underwhelmed so this argument may be bullshit on my end but you'll see once you watch dark i, I don't i don't know but i i do think that's at least my opinion on why i was like all right it, it was great but it wasn't like anything like like dark <laughs> <laughs> So, I do agree though completely about the the space mystery part though. I that. liked it, but it's oh, I totally liked it. Yeah, I liked it a lot. It still though is like it just hits you, and it's kind of like oh my gosh, okay, that's it. Like you had said, B times it makes you recalibrate almost everything, and it you makes you feel and look back like why do we even give a fuck what happened on the ship? And that's the because I really liked what happened on the ship, and they're saying yeah. it in the grand scheme, absolute nothing. Brian, and Brian, you said this, man. You literally said this. It's the Westworld effect. The park was the coolest part of Westworld. As soon as you left the park, hey, man, I love Aaron Paul. But as soon as you left the park, everyone was like, eh, you know, it's it's okay. Oh, yeah. wait, it stinks. You know, like that's a big problem. And I do have stuff that I want to talk to when we actually get. I don't know how much we're actually going to like. Go through I mean, why not? I feel like we're all this. Yeah. Are we convinced that the end is actually not like another simulation? Oh my no, God. no, no. Of course, it's pro- that's on the table. That's definitely yeah. on the table. I mean, my whole thing about you showing up in a space station. Well, Daniel's. We still don't know where Daniel is. She said, "When I wake up, will you be there?" Why didn't they show his face? Unless did I freaking miss it? 
you know, um, the whole joke about the coffee thing that's sitting there on a piece of paper t- taped to whatever the new simulation or new details are from her brother saying, like, welcome back to reality. Uh, we don't know anything about, you know, you, she looked out. She didn't see a planet. She's just floating in space. We don't know anything. But we we do know that it's a small ass space station. So where the hell is everyone else? That can either be, hey, you're on a new ship kind of thing or, hey. You know, we're on a space station and, you know, it's just so far. 2099 isn't that far in advance. Like the whole flipping 1899 thing didn't really work out, even though it was cool shit idea. (laughs) Yeah, that was the Redditor's idea, right? That that was going to happen. Yeah, that was total. Dude, that was a bullshit idea. (laughs) (laughs) But no, seriously, though, like if that was the number that they used instead of 2099, I would have been like, all right, maybe they are floating in space right now. But 2099, you're floating in space. You can't see a planet. And like we didn't see Daniel. I don't know. Could it be another simulation? And then it's there's dangers to that because, yeah, like, are we going to do another season of another simulation and then have the same problem at the end? Westworld kind of did that, too. And then, you know, but do you want another simulation? Because then it keeps it interesting in a certain way. You know, like if you keep locking her in simulations and then she has to figure out, I, I don't know. But I'm just saying I'm not fully convinced it's not a simulation at mm-hmm. the very end of the season. And maybe it isn't a space, you know, sci fi adventure. I just want to note the people that were there in the space station were all of our main ensemble, the faces we're familiar with. If this review is to believe, be believed, the people that were not there were Daniel, Henry, Franz, Ada, and the first mate. Ooh. Okay, that's, that's and, a good and note. And we, we saw, like, we were joking about NPCs, like, Lingy's mom was there. And we said she so was totally an NPC. Or, uh, sorry, Cruster. Cruster was, was there. And Mrs. Wilson. Mrs. Yeah. Wilson was there. Mrs. Yep. Franklin. Not and, an NPC. We knew this already, but our boy anchor was there. Like, you know, mm-hmm. for a second, I was literally like, is this going to be like panning out to a freaking 1400 pods? Because, you know, we're starting to see people we thought were NPCs, but now it is looking like the spaceship's small enough. It circled around and it was like whatever it was, the 20 people. But again, no Daniel, father to like, I don't know, man. Well, it could be could be another simulation. I totally did not expect to see Daniel. I thought the whole point of this was that Daniel was hacking basically into it from a remote location, whether it's somewhere else on the ship hidden or if it's on a completely different ship and we're that futuristic where you can reach other spaceships. I didn't expect Daniel to be there when he woke up. I thought that was more like, oh, I'll be there with you always. And like she, he has to well, figure no, out his own. She shit. does look at the ring. She looks at the ring. Yeah. I thought maybe that could be that like he's always with you in that sense like she has the ring. Yeah, the symbolism. I I think that the the wording was symbolism, but at the same time when she wakes up if it's a big sci-fi space adventure, yeah, maybe he's on another ship, but I was thinking is he going to be like you said Luke, if you hack in, you still have to be in a pod though, right? Mm-hmm. So was he I don't It complicates things for so, sure. Yeah. Like I don't yeah. know, yeah. And uh, another theory could potentially be that daniel no longer exists in reality and since mora created the simulation put daniel in as like a backdoor cheat code for her own personal use maybe to protect elliot since it was established they made his little room simulation as their first little thing together so maybe he was yeah i rock with that and we have to assume like like Elliot's alive, but he's dying and he's just in the pod. Like it wasn't a cryo chamber. Like, I mean, again, we don't know the technology, but 70 years from now, but he was, what were we going to say, Brian? 
Oh, I was just going to say that's like kind of a good segue into that whole Elliot and Henry discussion in the beginning where Henry mm-hmm. was very much trying to paint her as the overarching villain. We see that flashback memory, and I don't think it can be so black and white as she is evil, wanted to is a monster that wanted to lock up her son. I kind of interpreted as the son was dying. She mm-hmm. had this technology to kind of save his consciousness. I feel mm-hmm. like Elliot's body may not exist. He might just be dead in the real yeah. world. I, I or agree with that. He could also be in a coma and he can't physically move or something like either yep. way. Same, same idea. And I actually really, that's the part that was like a huge mind blow to me because we didn't even consider the fact that the, the goal of the simulation could it be about keeping the family together. That would have been wild yeah. for us to call that. Cause I don't think there was enough clues there, but I do really like all these Elliot things. I feel like just because of how like writing and movies and shows go, like he has to be in this story still. The mm-hmm. actor himself will be there for season two in some form. So I think he's going to have a body somewhere. He just might be sick or still like mm-hmm. maybe he even has the affliction that the mom had where he just has no memories, but that doesn't really track with the giving birth thing. And we don't even they're know gonna, if that's true. Right. They're going to get into some issues too with him getting older, which is going to be funny, but that's whatever. It doesn't matter. But um, I did say as one of my random weird theories, that is she the one controlling the whole thing? And I didn't, I don't remember exactly how I worded it, but I do remember you guys being like, well, yeah, man, that's bullshit. And I, and I agreed that it was, I was just throwing stuff out there. So, um, I was laughing when I, when you, you find out that she's the one actually doing it, but I definitely would have never guessed that it was because like the kid was dying and she was trying to mm-hmm. keep the family together, keep the kid alive in her mind. And, you know, it was a good scene where, and this is also where I thought that was why the father does still have some control over the simulation from that room and from his mental institution, because he, you know, is the one I'm, I'm pretty sure it, it's him. He's the one that keeps restarting her. And that's why uh, Daniel was able to change the code. So she woke up as herself, like still remembers what's been going on through the simulation. But now she's just where they had their first made simulation. You know, they have the white and the black injections the one re- the erases your mind and the one keeps your memories that's that's the way i was assuming it right like yeah. he stabs himself so the dad always remembers everything and then more forgets over and over and over but this time finally again finally is but why finally but finally daniel changes the code of the injection so that she doesn't get erased she just wakes up somewhere different does that mean that the dad got erased that that Kyburn got erased. Like if next time we see him, well, I guess maybe we'll see him on the spaceship. So I don't I think know. We will. Is he on I that spaceship? Even... Yeah, fair enough. I, I, the question I, I mean, the, the comment rather I'll make about the the spaceship is a reality or not. I'm feeling like I want to have like a hard one level simulation rule in That's my the enjoyment. That's the Westworld problem. Yeah, I agree. Yeah, so I don't know. I mean, again, it all We've depends on how they do it. We've met our quota, man. Yeah, we definitely hit like our quota. These guys are contained to explain everything away with simulation, simulation, simulation. Yeah, so... Give us 15 levels, man. No, I'm, I'm out on that. But that Obviously, I mean, depending on how I do it, but... It almost gets to the point where if you want to do the 15,000th Westworld comparison, like, if Westworld <laughs> just had the end of season one where... They finally got to the center of the maze and figured out that, you know, they can have human consciousness and you end the freaking show with as a limited series. It might be one of my top three shows of all time. 
you know, and adding the rest is I honestly think season two was still like top, top tier. Like a lot of people might not agree. Like my rewatch of season two really made me agree. And if you really if you look on Rotten Tomatoes, it actually has a higher score than season one. But that's mainly still because season two, they're still like in the park trying to figure stuff out. And there's like Mm -hmm. still there's still the mystery of the park that's going on. And then three went like down the shitter, everyone thought. And then four, actually, I thought and Kyle, I think you agree, was getting better at least. And then, you know, they pulled the plug. But soon as you leave the park and the mystery, the overarching mystery is really dissipated. That's when, you know, it it could get worse. In Westworld, it did. We don't know about 1899 if it does. So it's like a double-edged sword again, where it's like, keep them in the simulation so they can figure out, keep some kind of mystery going on, but but then, like, the OP cheat code thing will annoy us, or you make it the sci-fi adventure, and then we're like, well, this is a totally different show than we thought. It might get, I don't want to say boring, but, like, you know, different, Like where it's like, the mystery's over. We're just trying to stop the brother, the bad guy. Let's finish this up. Is that the show we wanted out of them? That's that's very well summed up. I think I agree with with uh, with that summary. That is how I feel. I, and I, and B times I agree with you too in the sense that I definitely have a level of apprehension going into like yeah, what does season two even look like at this point? And do we feel like like yeah, exactly? Is season one? I do. Yeah, I just I'm just I liked 1899. I liked the costumes. I liked the old timey yeah. location. So and hey, you couldn't. Westworld did you, the same thing, man. <laughs> Damn the, it, they the fucking wild, did. The wild west. Yeah. The wild west. You, what did I say at the end of this episode? Get, dude? You can't get more different than being on a boat in 1899 with no tech into we're fucking flying through space and we're in yeah. pods and in a simulation. So yeah, it's definitely there's definitely some whiplash there for sure. It's mm. gonna be called season two. Will be called 2099 probably. Like, I don't know if it's going to be one of those things where it's straight up like a different tab or like whatever, but, and if it is, and they do follow that method, it just leads you to naturally think that it is another simulation. And like you're saying, like, it would suck if we try and fake going through the whole next season, like it's not a simulation. If it's going to be another simulation, they got to be pretty upfront with it or else everyone's just going to be like, this is boring. Like, this is just predictable. And this was a very, there were a lot of things that were predictable in the show that I did not expect. Doesn't mean that it was poorly written, but I thought it was going to be more like dark where I'm literally where it's almost impossible to guess the next thing is going to happen. You need to take notes for dark, like literally like notes, notes. Yeah, we were joking that if we did a rewatch pod of dark, we were saying, you know, you need at by at. But mainly we were joking that we're going to have like pages of notes just to make sure we're not like for the for the for the people that are the vets not saying any spoilers. But for the noobs, making sure mm-hmm. everything is being kept in line, which is just that's Impossible. why it's a huge <laughs> undertaking. And it really is like yep. like you were saying, Kyle, like the golden the golden egg, you know, the final frontier for the pod if we were ever to cover it. But I'm curious. I don't know anyone who watched season one of Dark and then had to wait for season two like that. Like I obviously just watched all three seasons back to back to back. So it was like this is literally Luke, the best thing my eyes have ever seen in guys? my life. No, I, I, I didn't yeah. watch it until it was all out, basically. Yeah. yeah but you're so the I one do who wonder. told me to watch it. And I when I wa- you're the one who told me to watch it. And when I watched it, season three was just coming out. Like I watched one, two as three was coming out. Maybe I watched that- season one. I don't remember. I really don't remember what year the first season came out. But either way, I don't remember like what my reaction was in between seasons. But I just know that 
these guys more than anybody change everything. So Mm -hmm. what you think you're seeing, you're not really seeing. And 1899 might not follow that same formula. We are in sample size of two right now. Like we have no (laughs) idea if that, if dark was the outlier or if this is also going to turn into another dark where I just regard it so highly because of how often they're, they're blowing my mind and changing what I thought I knew. Still both are on the table and I really like I'm craving closure in, uh, to some level for any of the storylines not named Mara Elliott Daniel in Kyburn. Yeah. Whatever the fuck his name is. Henry. Yeah. Henry. Henry. Yeah. Like I just wanted I, more out of them so badly, especially I, I'll, I'll just leave it at that. I, th- I, I think thought that- they were. I thought they were giving it to us, man. When they all pulled the letters out in the beginning of the episode and I was Call like one of those damn letters. Dude, my, my notes are all caps like the letters, the letters, the letters. They all fucking <laughs> had them and then it's nothing. And I was so upset by that. Well, yeah. Mara makes a point to say, hey, I thought this was just about me, but this is about all of us. And that was intentional from the writers to be like, guys, these people are serving a purpose or maybe I'm giving them too much credit. Let's but hope that, I'm going to give him that credit. Yeah, well, let, listen, like, let's hope, you know, that it's the the workers that created the simulation with Mar or something like let's hope that it's something like it was a team of people that so, helped her create the technology. And somehow I don't know how she would be like the brother gets her in the simulation. I don't know how they can coerce 20 of them to get in unless they like go in to like do a test run and the brother hijacks cool. it and locks them in or something. I don't know, but. I'm going to start trying to connect some dots. Please. We have seen a post-apocalyptic wasteland outside of a couple windows with that giant pyramid. We have a small population of humans in deep space on, I think, uh, Kieran's message says it's like a survival mission. So we're dealing with, I don't know, a preservation of humanity sort of scenario here i i I feel like that's where they're going with it um octavia's under the floor dude and that's (laughs) what i'm saying they went full hundred on us i feel like that's that's kind of the shtick that they're going for unless there's another reason for small population to be in deep slumber a hundred years if if i'm connecting the dot and earth is a nuclear wasteland, then maybe that is what we're dealing with, which would just be another huge disappointment to me. And that's an assumption I can't make and be disappointed on yet because they haven't given yeah. it to us. But it's weird because we don't know how long she's been asleep. We don't know. Like I said, and we all agreed that we were expecting like a cryo chamber. And we don't know what those pods do if they keep you alive while you're asleep. Like, we don't know how long she's actually been asleep. And we know that you can do things where it's like, you know, you're in the pod for a minute, but it feels like 100 years. So we don't know anything about time here. But what we Mm -hmm. do know is that she created for her son. And with the purpose of preserving the family, there was nothing said about, yo, I'm creating this while like the earth is dying and we need to save humanity. Like, I don't know if she unless she's like majorly, majorly selfish. I can't imagine like the world is ending while she does that unless she does it. And then the world is ending like because she's been asleep for 500 years or something. But again, it's twenty ninety nine. I mean, I just don't I don't know. Like, I don't know how we can get to like something where it's actually like save humanity because he says like the brother took over while you were asleep. There's more to this than you'll ever know. I just feel like, is it going to be like the brother's the big bad and he just wants to take over the, the technology and Hey, let's stop him. Mm-hmm. <laughs> I, I don't know if I see the, the like apocalyptic. I really do think that 
the dad's window scenes, like everything that he saw with the pyramid is just part of the simulation. Once we confirmed he was in there. Yeah. I mean, you guys are fucking bringing me down and I kind of get it now. Like I am just fresh off this episode. I have not had a lot of time to process. So that is why I'm coming out of this basically raw. Like, yeah, you guys are bringing up some good fucking points. That's all I'm saying. I want to, I want to say though, that um, if it is something to do with like actually post-apocalyptic world, ending things here then yeah like the cryo thing makes sense i don't want to spoil anybody for Evan who hasn't seen um black mirror before but one of my absolute favorite episodes of that entire show sorry not black mirror love death and robots which is very similar to black mirror where it's animated version of just one-offs mm -hmm. there is one episode that i think is like one of my favorite pieces of entertainment that netflix did and it has a very similar premise about people being stuck in cryo and like what's happening is it in simulation is it reality i won't get to specifics and if we are going that way I, you're right like i don't know if i'll necessarily love it especially because it means either we're dealing with post-apocalyptic or we're dealing with dealing with multiple simulations which one's better who the fuck knows right one more piece of information that i read which i think might tie a bow on this topic an upside down triangle with a line through it in alchemy is the symbol for earth mm. okay so okay. like if the company's mission was earth centric or related it would also make sense that they have a very diverse group of like adam and eves from all different ethnicities like Ooh. Yes. Mm. yeah it would mm. Yeah, everyone has their own like counterpart like man like you know we were we were saying that before where it's like tova's already pregnant now we don't know if she's pregnant in the pod we didn't i didn't really notice if she was or not yeah but. that's fucked up man like and i'm sorry to step over you but like is that a memory that they planted in yeah, her right. like oh, the well, brother that's, created that's like like what, is she currently pregnant was she the, did that happen to her back on earth like what's going on here the memories are also from 1899 Know what I mean? So, like, I was reading something that says there's got to be some nuggets of truth in those. And the people in re I'm sorry, let me rewind. If the people in reality are not actually from 1889, then those memories might have to be taken with a grain of salt. But there's yeah, they probably are. a nugget of truth for them in these people's realities. Well, we can't confirm the Tova thing not being pregnant. Guarantee she's not. But Crestor didn't have the bullet wound on his face. That was a planted memory, mm, like when they scrolled true. past his face. So that's that's some insight there. And I also think I might have not caught it right, but I think Mara has the tattoo on her of, I guess we'll it call does. it Earth now. Behind the ear. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So she's the same yeah. spot where Elliot has it. Um, but that's a good catch. I didn't know that that was a symbol that meant anything. I read the Vulture article. Vulture does great work. Their <laughs> episode eight review. Give it a give it a read. But that is that is something that that author had in there about the the symbol. Yeah, I just I, and I keep just hearkening back to this of like so. Okay, so if we're taking it on, this was a voluntary thing that they all kind of went under. If we want to go like okay, it's like a a preservation, a humanity preservation mission, and they all seem to have maybe agreed to it. We have passengers, we have crew. Then, like, did they agree to be incepted into a simulation like this? It seems like the I like the original, maybe what they were seeing, quote unquote, got corrupted by the brother, and maybe yeah, the brother or... is the one that's putting all these negatives into it, like making it a mystery and all this kind of stuff, versus it just being like 
a dream that they're just dreaming a happy dream for however long till they get to where they want to go. Right. I mean, listen, it could honestly just be, hey, this pod is supposed to keep you alive. And then he put the simulation technology into it also. Like they may not have even yeah. known they were dreaming at all. Like even like a, hey, like a happy dream. It could have just just straight up been, hey, I really do like what you're saying, Brian, about like, because we talked about it last episode about how there's counterparts to everybody almost. And the fact that we're doing like Adam and Eve's for multiple people would be a cool you know, I don't know about cool concept. I guess it's a cool concept, but I'm saying it's a cool thought to have for what's going on at the end of the show. And, you know, they might have just said, hey, we're, we need you to save the world. Go into your sleep until it's time to find the new planet or the or like how cryo, we're going right? to fix Again, it. Yeah, right? going to cryo. Yeah. And then the brother steals the sister's simulation technology, puts it into that and then traps them all in it. And I don't know why they would be trapped in it. Like, what's yeah. the reason for that? But at least we know why Moore is trapped into it. And again, we don't have Henry shown there. But why is he trapped as well? Yeah, because it, it feels like the grandfather, Pops, Henry, Kyburn, however you want to call mm -hmm. him, his whole thing seems to be he wants to understand human nature to at a level. So what I'm thinking is maybe, yeah, the son like took the mission to the absolute extreme. And if they're like running away from some type of apocalyptic event on earth where they're trying to find maybe a new planet, like on the way there, the brother got this idea that, okay, like human nature is what destroyed earth. So we need to figure out a way for the people that are going to populate this new earth. We can't be like the people from old earth. So he's incepting them into this thing to try to get to the bottom of it, I guess. Whoa, no, no, I like that. I really, I'm like talking that. myself more and more into this whole space adventure. I think I'm fuck. I mean, if, it's, right. if they're going to give it to us, then they're going to give it to us. So I'm going to fucking take it. I'm going to slop it onto my plate and eat it. Yeah. <laughs> and also, we know that the dad is Henry is also doing these simulations over and over because he wants to get to the point where he gets the key from Mora. And this is the first time. Yeah. Conveniently enough or surprisingly enough that Daniel's the one that. He wasn't trying to help him, but he gets the key and then they get Elliot, which, you know, so, full circle gets him the key back, except our boy changes at the last second. Yeah. Going forward, was that the only key to get out? Does every simulation loop have its own key? And now that Daniel knows that he could turn any cucumber he wants into the key, can he just be like, <laughs> all right, next loop, your turn to go out. Next loop, your turn to go out. All right. Now we can proceed to space sex. <laughs> and then, I, yeah, I don't I, think that that was implied i think it was just a one and done thing like the whole because the father kept saying if she wakes up before we use the key like we're all stuck in here forever i don't know how that's going to come into play and how much of that like how much the language of anything really is symbolism versus legitimate which is a right. problem when you're podcasting on it because we don't know truths at all even even with the simulation relevate revelation like we don't know the backstories of any of these people so it is just all conjecture at this point. Like who who knows? But I'm not taking it as the loops are going to keep going without Mara. I think some this no. is like the first time something like this happened. Something wild is going to change. And if we get to the point where like another simulation is introduced, I would think that the simulation is still going to be happening within the minds of the people on the spaceship. Like Mara would have to physically go back into it, into a new simulation. Like I don't think it'll be like... I'm starting to convince myself I don't think like space is the second level simulation. So, <laughs> actually, what you just said about Mara would have to go back in and pull them out brings up something good. I want to revisit 
Plato's cave allegory because mm-hmm, they brought mm-hmm, it up mm-hmm. again in this episode. And I think it's worth repeating. I would implore everybody here to just go to the Wikipedia page and read it because it's interesting. People back in the day, philosophers, they just live to think and come up with thought provoking stuff. Plato's allegory of the cave is one of it. He surmised, I don't know, conjectured. He asked. If you had (laughs) prisoners that spent their entire life just chained up in a cave um, with their gaze fixed to the back wall of a cave, right? Imagine Mm -hmm. that. They can't look to their side anywhere. They just have to look at the cave. There's also a lit flame farther back behind them in the cave. And literally right behind them is a little wall. Okay? So... There are other humans that can go in and out of the cave. And what they do is they hold up these little cutout figures of horses, humans, like any living things. And they kind of project them over the wall, almost like a shadow puppet, so that the flame casts a shadow of these horses, humans, whatever, onto the wall that they are looking at. And they can only look at that. That is their only source of information. So what Plato, or I'm sorry. Yeah, Plato. He was actually speaking (laughs) as Socrates when he wrote this. What Plato suggests (laughs) is that the shadows are reality for the prisoners because they have never seen anything else. They do not realize that what they see are shadows of objects in front of a fire, much less that these objects are inspired by real things outside of the cave, which they do not see. All they know is the shadows. And this is consistent because they have been referring to this simulation as you're just seeing shadows on a wall. That's all you're seeing. That is the exact nomenclature from Plato's cave allegory. Um, And actually, he takes it several steps further about what if someone actually breaks the chain and starts asking the questions to get out of the cave. And like he takes it further. What if someone gets out and then has to go back in? And he actually says, if someone goes out and goes back in and tries to free his prisoners, like, bro, you are stuck in a cave looking at shadows. Let's get out of here. These people will be so alarmed at what they're hearing. They'll be like, fuck, no, I'm good with my shadows. This is what I know. This is what's comfortable. I Read the Wikipedia. It's interesting stuff. That's that exactly what, actually what it is. <laughs> yeah. And that's how it's going to be. Yeah. Yeah. And that's exactly what happened on the boat when she tried to yep. say it. Besides, like, everyone else was like, whoa, I'm going to run back it. onto the boat. Yes. Yeah. Mrs. Wilson was like, yo, you are a chief feminist. I love that about you. Never <laughs> change, but you're fucking crazy. <laughs> but I got this symbiote on my For hand, sure. man, and I'm about to jump ship, bro. Yeah. Yeah. No, that was crazy. That's great. So, so. I am starting to think that's the most likely way we get to a second simulation. And it doesn't even have to be the 1899 setting. It could be anything if she has to go back in to do this, but that, that supports that. Like, I, I feel like that's good reasoning. They brought well, it up twice. The allegory. Mm-hmm. I want to talk this through with you guys, because you're saying, you know, we think she might have to go back in, but then we brought up the fact that Henry, AKA Kyburn says, if she wakes up, we're all stuck. Now, how many times on the pod for certain shows have we said everyone's the protagonist in their own story? You know, Henry thinks she's the bad guy. He basically he's saying like, yo, you're selfish. You're you're locking these people, which I don't I still don't understand why these people have anything to do with Elliot. And and like it, it wouldn't be if you would think that it would have to be like me, Daniel, Elliot living happily ever after in this little toy room. You know, unless she's really like, hey, we need like people to interact with whatever. But he says these people are all trapped because you need to be with Elliot. I'm trapped because you need to be with Elliot. If you get out. We're stuck. But why does that matter? Like, why would she want to get out? 
if she wants to be in there with Elliot. And if she did get out, why would she just say like, hey, you guys are just going to stay in there? Yeah, yeah, you guys are fucked. Like, I don't I don't I don't get it. And I do just want to bring up some quotes that Henry spat out to Elliot. In the beginning, he said, while he's kind of like looking at the surveillance screens, he says that all the people, which he's referring to the passengers, are here because, and I quote, they made the choice to forget their past, blah, blah, blah. But now they're all trapped. And Mara, who has somehow, quote, fooled them all into entering the simulation, is, quote, the only person who can get us out of here. So, like, he is painting the the narrative that she fooled them into and they all made the choice to enter the simulation and forget their past Mm -hmm. so but he's painting it as though maybe she didn't provide all of the information and kind of like coax them to enter the simulation for her own gain yeah i think there's a chance that he could be also like a big fish in a small pond if you want to like using the plato's cave allegory maybe there's two caves and Henry was the first person to break the chain in the small cave, got out to the bigger cave and thought that bigger cave was reality. But in reality, it wasn't reality, it was even though he thinks it is. Yeah. So he's going back to the small cave being like, dude, guys, I found reality. Like, it's over here. Like, you got to listen you to know? me. But he's actually not. He doesn't know as much as he thinks he does. But then but he does don't. figure out that he has to get out. And yeah, fair. Yeah. yeah. And, and again. We know, and I love how he said, like, you're giving me too much credit when she's trying to, or I get, I think it, is it her, Elliot? It's her, right? When she's like, you did this, you're the one free. And he's like, you're giving me way too much credit. Like, we've been saying this. We did say, like, she's the genius. Like, we guessed that she created the simulation. We just didn't guess that she was the one that was like, everybody in, baby, let's go, wind it up. Like, you know, like, Mm -hmm. so the fact that I I think that it, it is cool that you're saying, She's coercing, maybe, I don't know if that's the correct word, but like, you know, getting people to go into this simulation. I don't know how she got her own dad in, but her dad, Henry, is actually maybe nobody realized that you could just, you can't just pull the plug whenever you want if you're ready to get out. And you actually, like, it's, um, hey, oh, wait, Tagsy, have you seen Severance? Okay, damn. So, but I'm, but basically what I'm trying to say is like, <laughs> They're deciding. They're deciding that they they don't they want to forget their past. So they're they're right. going into the scene so they can forget their past. And you know she may have said like, "Hey, listen, like there may be a way to get out if you really want to or something." And we know that the dad knows he's in it, and his point of this second simulation or his controlling of the simulation is to get her to give him the key. Her being the villain of the story is that she's the only one with the key to get any of them out. You know, she can get herself out. And then I guess that's why Daniel's like, please remember, remember who you are. So, you know, you have the key so you can get yourself the hell out. But none of them can get themselves out. Like, Mm -hmm. that was actually a question I had. Like, could Daniel go up to, like, Anchor and be like, dude, remember who you are? And he could just be like, oh, shit, I remember. And then your pod just opens up. No, you need the key. So the fact that she's the only one with the key is why she's the villain of the story for Henry. We just don't know why she's coercing everybody into this. Do you think that he knows that his real body is in a spaceship? Yes. I, yes. Yeah. I don't okay. know. I, yeah. So we think well, he knows that. You say real body. It's in a like pot. He knows it's that. Okay. This fine. Is a yeah. Simulation. <laughs> yeah. Fine. 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 I guess I'm just struggling to connect the dots between, and we we might have already talked about this, but like Elliot is sick 
Mm-hmm. Mara creates simulation technology to save his consciousness and be with him. We got to run away from Earth. That's what I was saying earlier. That's, that's, yeah, so, I know. I'm just well, I'm, I'm agreeing with it, I guess. Yeah, yeah. And using the term that I love, Beatons is using of connecting the dots. We need some more there because yeah. what the fuck? And the brother, what is going? That's why like, I don't like, see the apocalyptic thing right now. Yeah, I'm thinking she had the technology that was intended to save her son when shit hit the fan on Earth. Humanity needed to be saved. She's like, well, I got some useful technology that could kind of help people survive forever if we could figure out cryo. Yeah, well, so that's that makes her the villain. Right. I don't think we can define her as the villain yet. I also no, don't. Well, think I'm just we saying, in that case, if you know you can save. Oh, so you're saying it's not she's neglecting the world for her, Daniel, and Elliot. She's saying like whoever wants to join me and jump in the pods to save yourselves can do it. And she just didn't tell them like, hey, you might not wake up. You might be stuck in this. Because my whole thing was like, hey, like exactly what you're saying, Kyle. I already brought it up maybe a half hour ago. Whatever it is, like how does hey me, Daniel, and Elliot going into a simulation equal? Now the world is ending and we need to use this to save the world unless it's what you guys just said, or she loses her memories and she gets stuck in the pod. And we don't know that she's actually been in the pod for freaking 500 years. But again, 2099, when did she create the pod? Or I'm sorry, the the pod, when did Bingetown start? When did the simulation start in the first place? Like, are we going to assume 2022? Are we going to assume like she had this technology in 1960? Like we were joking a couple pods ago. Like we don't, it seems like not that much time has passed for it to be like, I don't know, maybe the world could end in the next 70 years. But I'm just saying it seems like they would have to be in the pod for a long time for it to equal that. And again, we can't really talk about it because we don't have any answers on that front yet. Well, okay, then let's transition this unless someone has a direct comment off of that because I want to transition this complete the circle of, of the family and talk about the brother. I think we can safely rule out in fact, I will be now disappointed if the first mate is the brother. Yeah, because yeah, of yeah. how this episode went. So that RIP to that table. theory. Episode yeah, seven pod coverage to episode eight pod it. coverage. <laughs> when he says, Damn. when he says, you don't know anything, like when she, when he like turns off Ike or whatever, which mm-hmm. we still don't really know. I guess the simulation, you could just be like, hey, go to sleep or something. I, I thought for a second it could have like going back in my head right now. It's like, did he? Did he turn him off and wake him up on the, in the ship? But obviously he didn't because we saw him sleeping. But he's like, you don't know anything. And I thought I was literally going to be like, you don't know anything, dude. I'm your brother. I was sitting in front of you this whole entire time. Like, I was waiting for that. You know, yeah. I was waiting for the reveal. So I thought he was gonna, just going to say, like, I'm Kieran. Done. But then Boom. also when Nailed he says, that. like, yes, sir, to Henry a few times, I'm like, you know, right. as much as you want to, like, suck up to your dad because he doesn't love you, you're not going to be like, yes, sir. Like, I don't think you would, at least. I don't know. To quickly jump off of that sir point too, who are the orderlies that like have these uniforms and just <laughs> yeah. listen to him? Like what I is their, I don't know. their yeah. deal? Okay, too? so yeah. I have in their weird robes. Because I'm robes. thinking, I'm thinking how this is gonna go is the different like you saw on the pan out of the sh- the spaceship, the different pods of people. And they're on the spaceship, it's 1423 and 550 people are crew members. I'm thinking that each one is going to be their own separate, not simulation, but like their own tap into the simulation. So meaning I would think the first mate and the father's pods are in the same little bubble. 
and then it's going to be everybody else's here is going to be in their same little bubble. There's a chance or same little like part of the spaceship. There's a chance Elliot and Daniel's bodies are in the same one. And then the brother Kieran could be in his own one. And he's trying to run shit. Like, you know, I think that's kind of the reason that they showed you like that round little circle of people. Like there didn't seem much room for other bodies. And that's what those other things could be. So I think like the father, wherever he's cryoed in at, like has to have some support and it's the orderlies plus the first mate is what I'm thinking. How, what do we, what's the difference when it comes to these simulations between Daniel and Henry? Like we know that they both use the machines, the little, you know, the little do do hickeys that change things. We know yeah. that the dad is able to watch. Okay. Mora is like, whoa, you've been watching me this whole time. We know that dad has some kind of control. So how different is he actually than Daniel? That's the thing we have to try to figure out here. Like, is the dad hacking in as well from his pod? Like, is he almost the same thing as Daniel, except he just knows how to run shit better? Is, you know, because he's a genius like his daughter? I he says, like, you you give me too much credit about creating it, but maybe once he got in it, he was able to figure out how to control it or something. But he doesn't know support, that they're... and that's a thing that Daniel doesn't have. I mean, I, yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't know that there can be that there is that much difference real world wise to right. who Daniel is and who Henry is, like whether it's they're both hacking in from remote, they're both on the ship able to somehow break whatever the the loop if we're going to say the loop from westworld whatever it is it just seems like they could probably be similar and they're like they're fighting each other i don't know i don't know i don't know exactly what i'm trying to say but i'm just saying it just seems like henry isn't just like one of them and all of a sudden he can like be someone who controls it i just feel like he has to have had to i mean it's his company if yeah, yeah i mean is it, is it? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I, mean, I mean technically it's more we know it's more a simulation and stuff and, yeah. the, and the and the brother actually now controls the simulation and the company yeah i mean is dad is prometheus the only ship that's actually heading to the in is the only spaceship let's say i guess to heading that season, way are there more spaceships season two's ending is going to be a pan out <laughs> of like 50 spaceships in space dude <laughs> christ and he also has the, and he again being mars father kyburn that he says because she questions like where what have you done to my brother and he says he's like the last thing you should be worried about right. yeah because technically he's sandbagging or straight up like he's saying like dude don't worry about his safety he's actually stealing your technology and and trying to use it and and take over yeah, so shouldn't that be like the most thing, the biggest thing she's worried well, about? But yeah, but she's saying like in a way where like, where is he? Like, I want to make sure he's safe. Like, what did you do to him? He's saying, don't worry about his safety. Like, that's the uh, last okay. thing you're worrying about. Ah, uh, okay, I can get that then. Because okay, and then this is the question I want to ask: When she gets out of her pod, there's another open pod, right? I couldn't tell room. if that was the full 360 or if that was truly another yeah. one. Because right. there, there was, there, it looked like it was one on the end. Like there was like a door next to it, and she comes out next to two. She has two people on the sides of her. So was that her brother that got out, and now he's like what Chris Pratt and whatever that fucking movie is with Jennifer Lawrence, where he was the first <laughs> one that got out and was like, "Oh shit, I'm the only one here. I can take over and do whatever I want." I like that. Mm, I mean, that, yeah. who else would it be that's body got out first? It's obviously not the dad. It wouldn't be Daniel because that wouldn't yeah. make sense. So yeah, it's that seems likely. If it if it wasn't a 360 view, like that does seem likely. Yeah. I I just don't understand what the point is right now besides the fact <laughs> that the brother's the big bad. Like what the point of him is like 
even if he even if we find out the envelopes, which I guess we did, are just bullshit simulation stuff. Whoa, why, don't say that yet. You don't know that yet. <laughs> All right, fine. If we say that we think it could be, what's the point of giving them the envelopes? Like because his envelope is actually like what is telling Mora to be sketched out by the simulation. So if he wants to be in the sim- her to be stuck in a simulation, why would he give her an envelope that says basically wake up? I think you could play it the other way where it says don't trust anyone. And I think the worst thing for him would be all of them working together to break mm-hmm. out and be, you know, get to where his quote unquote real non in the second level simulation, whatever the fuck you want to call it, body is actually doing the work. Maybe I'm not saying I agree with that, but I think you could you yeah. could argue that point. How about that? I just want to yeah, know what the letters I, are. The letters can't be fake, man. I can't take the that. Letters. So, like, I mean, but I the, to... sorry. I mean, we're, we're just I'm getting excited. <laughs> yeah, no, I was, I was just going to say with, with the whole Ike thing, he's the only one who we found out what his letter says. And it basically was like, hey, we got some answers for you on this Prometheus. And it's about your daughters and your, your wife dying in the fire. Well, we kind of just said, is that even true? Like, is that just part of the simulation? And also, we know that we at least have to assume that on the Prometheus, when Ike was on that, he got the same letter that said, yo, bro, like, you know, your wife and your kids died in a fire. Let's figure this shit out. You know, so if the backstory isn't real, then how could the envelope be real? I think what's going to happen in season two, if I were to guess, like I'm still stuck on like Mars going to have to go back into the simulation. So I don't think we've seen the last of the Kerberos, Kerberos loops and the Prometheus loops, whatever it is in world. Like, I think she will have to go in there. And the way that this stuff comes into play is they're going to be at the beginning of their loops, not having gone through any of this. She's going to start using some of this information that she did learn. And like, that's how it could somehow come into play where they break out of the simulation together. I don't really know, but I I don't think that the writers would ever waste as much time as they did with those letters for them to, to essentially mean nothing. If we're just going to leave the 1899 ships aside, like there needs to be something else there. And if there's not, there's gonna be a lot of disappointed people. I mean, I could see this whole thing turning into she has to go back in the simulation and Elliot only, my boy Eli, only exists in the simulation and she has to come to terms with it's like, yo, you're going to go back to the real world. There's going to be no Elliot or you could stay in the simulation and have Elliot. The main question and the main reason she started the simulation from the first place, that could be like an overarching character development storyline for her eventually in the show if she does go back into the simulation. You know, I would I honestly think that I might just from learning from Westworld, I just might love if they just figure out a way for there to be more reasons why to go back in. Like, oh, there's more mysteries in there. There's more answers in there. You have to go in there than to just have it be like, hey, we're back in the real world and we have to stop the bad guy. I would rather her have to go back in the simulation, get some answers to get everybody out. And the end can just be like, hey, real quick, we're going to we're going to beat the bad guy now that we're all out of our pods so that's like the matrix rather than westworld (laughs) like you go back into the matrix and do stuff in it rather than westworld where you kind of go to the outer world and take it from there i mean kyle you brought the matrix too and i mean it's not that it's not that much of a stretch to be like hey we had the two the two freaking syringes one black one white you know (laughs) forget forget to remember forget to remember that's a good point i hope if she goes back in she doesn't just go back in as like maroon dress Ms. Mara Franklin, but she goes in as like 
high cuff captain coat rogue yeah like sunglasses yeah. <laughs> <laughs> fucking like mar franklin gun, yeah like that <laughs> i hope she goes in like that yeah matrix with the fucking neo coat and a fucking yeah, right. she comes you know, in with like a goddamn all, bazooka dude all leather i want all leather if anything she's oh, wearing yeah. is leather i'm gonna be pissed by the way i need to say this and while i still can because this is our squad i'm pretty sure right isn't it did we say that daniel is the doctor from piggy blinders no, no. Well, he is. Wow. <laughs> That's insane. Wow. Yes. <laughs> I don't obviously want to say anything yeah. else because I don't know if anybody's seen. Uh, He's in like Peaky two scenes. Six. I haven't seen Peaky Blinders season anything. So. Well, there you go. So that's why I didn't Zip say it. But he's the doctor. That's all I need to say. He's in like He's two doctor. scenes. He's in enough yeah, that true. we need to say it. Okay. It's feeling like we're getting to a point where if anyone has outstanding tidbits, then this is their time to table them. We did a good job. I'm looking at all my notes, like, talked about that, that, that. Like, yeah. what is there to talk about with the non-main characters? Is there anything that's relevant? I'm going to ascend to heaven once Oleg finally bangs Ling Yi. I feel In that space. Well, Jerome in space, and uh, Clementine. And Clementine, so, yeah. Clem, Clem's rocking those pants. I guess I will <laughs> use this Please. opportunity to table... Are we going to have like, well, the simulation got destroyed, so it doesn't matter. I was going to talk about this rogue Olek covered in oil that yeah, like, right? instinctively walked out of the memory and just opened. Like, what was that all about? How did he know to do that? That was no crazy. Idea. And that was kind of like vibes of that May after dying just appeared on the deck. So like that mm -hmm. was yeah. The mom yeah, appeared I mean, on the deck after dying, too. So I don't know what that is, because that, that yeah, happened we, what killed Olek, kind of. We had Olek. We had Angel talking and singing we had lucy and i think said something really quick mm -hmm. right at least yeah. and it was so we didn't have any crest or talk but because maybe well tova was there so yeah i don't know but we did have a couple of the main quote-unquote main characters make i don't know if that's just like hey the simulation is breaking down and they and it doesn't remember who's alive and who's dead or you know that's you're in a memory yeah yeah and b times yeah. you nailed that uh that tova would be the one to have a letter because we were all like well, I mean, we technically all agreed that none of the Danish had a letter, but you had said that Tova would have one if anyone. And there she had a now letter. Now let's 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 Get think it. of something here. If okay, so Luke, you were saying that you think that because it pans out and you see enough that maybe like each of the mini whatever you want to call it, sections of the ship could be like the fourteen hundred that are in the simulation instead of just saying, Hey, we have, you know, twelve yeah, twelve fifty NPCs and maybe like a hundred of them are real. I was going to say, if that's not true, then maybe everyone in our little scene in the finale last episode or last scene all do have envelopes. They just some died off. Like, you know, like I'm saying, like the main. I room. think I agree with that. I think I agree yeah. with almost that everyone almost on the ship, maybe because there was however many crew or I'm sorry, passengers that are on when at the end, when Mars on the screen, like there's a chance that all of the people that we saw have bodies. That are in pods. Yeah. yeah, because we wrote Crestor off as a NPC because he got hit by the calling, but like he's clearly in a pod. So is there something too? We were trying to equate resisting the calling to like mental fortitude. Maybe there is something there. Yeah. And, yeah. Fuck. and it also gets to the point where we're like, we talked so much about our theories being that the dad's the big bad. Yeah. And that his scene, we did bring up that his scenes could be a, a second part of the simulation or a simulation within the simulation, but we pretty much agreed that we thought that his scenes were the real world. And we we're saying, like, yo, the calling, 
the you know whatever caused him to commit suicide was like him testing and we're like believing Mora, who's now fully an unreliable narrator we're believing that this whole story about the mom had two kids and then she's forgetting and then there's a mental institution and the dad um created to try to help her and he cares so much about the brain he's trying to figure out the brain because he wants to cure the mom this and that we were just saying hey the calling was because maybe he's just testing the people in the simulation to see what they would do well we know he's controlling it but at the same time now that he's not the big bad what and what the hell is he doing with that? Like, what's the point of that in the simulation? Like, and even like if the brother is the real one controlling the entire simulation, what the hell is the point of that too? That's why I'm, I'm leaning. I like the idea that he is like a big fish in a small pond guy that thinks he found reality, but didn't find reality. Mm-hmm. Okay. But, but then I, why is he want the key to get out? He says, I don't he's give a stuck. fuck, James. He, do, he does refer to himself <laughs> as trash. he literally says, like, yeah, I need to get out. I'm stuck. And it's funny because they don't really show enough because he turns the key, it doesn't work. And then, you know, we we pan out as soon as he says, or we cut to another scene as soon as he says, like, he changed the code. That's a good but point. like, he kind of was pretty like calm for that. Like, I would have been like, Jesus Christ, because like, <laughs> you're, you're freaking, you went through, I don't know, 100, 200 simulations. To get this damn code and then he finally is like damn baby we got it let's go and then he turns it and the, the first mate is like yo man nothing's happening and he's like change the code bro I guess we'll do it we'll try again next time good game yeah yeah right. that sucks <laughs> <laughs> okay any more any more tidbits to table both um, serious and non-serious i guess at this point one that i i'm a little upset we never brought up earlier maybe we mentioned it not a real discussion here, but the Prometheus, like the name of Prometheus, we should have kind of caught yeah. on a little and bit. Kerberos is to... a name too. What, I, so the Prometheus is just the Prometheus gave fire to humans in the Greek mythology, and then he was forced to live on a loop every single day of just dying with getting the crows eating him or something like that. I think that was his. What was the what was the Kerberos one? Kerberos. Uh, let me look well, really isn't quick. Cerberus like the dog that guards the gates of hell? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Mm-hmm. That's it. Yep. Yeah. Yeah. It's okay, like a so three-headed it's dog. Okay. It's literally like a yeah, three-headed yeah. dog. Isn't fluffy. It? With the triangle. Fluffy. Yeah, it's fluffy. Um, nothing um, really there because I think oh, the meaning of also, it. Is this your, is your, is this also, your farting, Tom? The Kerberos protocol is a computer network authentication protocol. So there's that. I wonder what the other ships were called. Um, binge down. <laughs> binge down? Yeah, I bet. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> the SSA <laughs> Do we have any? Do we have any? Do we have any bitch town? Ta- anything we want to say for a bitch town segment? <laughs> I think we got we got it all over it. Yeah, party uh, shot segment my, now, right? It's gonna last a half hour. So yeah, yeah, true, 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 yeah. true, true. <laughs> Jimmy's here. All right, one yeah, parting shot. One, one parting one, shot. Dude? Okay. Yeah. So think of your best one. My, I, I can start. How about that? I'll give you some time to think, James. Oh, so, I got mine already, dude. Okay, my. But then parting what if it's not shot. good enough, and then I needed a second one? Oh my gosh, my parting <laughs> shot is going to be that if we do get a space adventure. Uh, I hope the music slaps. They had a little electronic music towards the end of this episode when Daniel's like, you have to wake up, you have to stop him or everything will be lost. And it was kind of like, damn it. Like if if they put the song from Sucker Punch in, like that's what I'm thinking, like the backdrop, like, and we're just like on space. I can, I can get around to that. That'll be my parting shot. I have two parting shots, guys. Sorry. Now, one's not really like a, it's a big deal. One, one I think is important to note, but the first thing is another question that I I just really, I really need to know in season two about what the deal is when you're Daniel and maybe Henry, like in the real world, is Daniel actually just a guy stuck in a pod two that somehow can like break through the 
simulation, but he still can't wake himself up and he's just still stuck laying there like everybody else is? Or is he like a guy that can like run around the ship and try to like, I don't know, like put like a headset on instead or something and then plug in. I just think that that needs to be figured out and it obviously will be, but it's just a, it's just, I have it stuck in my head where I just want to know what the hell the deal is because he obviously is very, very helpless if all he can do is be in any of the simulations. He still can't be in the real world at all. You know, I'll be with you always. More wakes up and has to go find him and it also wake him up. I, I don't know. I'm just, I, that's the one thing. The other thing that I want to say is... I read online that, you know, the dark creators, you know, the writers of now 1899 are getting a lot of shit from people. And we talk about this, whether it's celebrities that we talk to via interviews, whatever, where people just freaking are keyboard warriors and they just want to start shit. And I guess people love the dark so much and they were underwhelmed in a certain way, whether it's the slight underwhelmment that we were, maybe a little bit more like B-Times or super underwhelmed, whatever it is, like... They're getting all these messages like they where they actually had to to make a statement. And I don't have the statement, but basically like it's ridiculous. Like let them create, you know, let them do their thing. If you think it's not good, you can say it's not good, but don't be like, yo, you're a piece of shit. Like, you know, you shouldn't have a job, all that kind of stuff that people do to make you as like the writers of this show believe that they're getting hurt so much that they need to make a statement like, please stop or we're going to leave Twitter or we're going to, you know, whatever it is. You know, we have our we have our criticisms. We have our comments. We're podcasts. We always will. But I think we could pride ourselves on the fact that, like, we had Marco Siega on, you know, a, a showrunner and a director of a big show, Dexter. And, you know, we he said, like, as a podcast, he respects us because, you know, we're going to tell the truth and we're going to be honest. But we're also going to see both sides of the story and we're not going to be harsh about it. And we're not going to be like, yo, you're a piece of shit. We're just going to be like, hey, we don't like this. We don't like that. We love this. We love that. And that's what it is. You know, we're not going to mm-hmm. sugarcoat things like if we don't like something, we're not we're not going to be like, oh, you know, it was OK. Like, eh, no, we're going to say it's not good, but we're not going to be like, this guy should never work again. He's a piece of shit. You know, that's all I wanted to say about that, because I do. I see that that kind of stuff. And it's like these people on their first try created Luke, me and Kyle's favorite show of all time, maybe at <laughs> least or second favorite show of all time. And we're TV podcasters who have like a high regard. So if you don't like 1899, well, go watch Dark 15,000 times because they're freaking <laughs> geniuses. OK, so that's all I have to say. That's my parting shot. And I actually am going to end it right there. B. Thomas, you want to go? E.L.E. Everybody love everybody. <laughs> <laughs> yes, you did. My parting shot is I am going to address the creators of this show. I am fully prepared to have my brain hit with an aluminum (laughs) bat with season two. And that is where my (laughs) expectations are. I will not be a keyboard warrior and slander your good names, but underwhelming end to season one. I am looking forward to season two. Uh, So my parting shot, I guess, would just be that, um, yeah, like, you guys nailed it like these guys are making some great tv so even if they're gonna miss i want them to take these big shots we don't get these types of shows that make me feel this type of way often and i prefer watching this to almost anything outside Mm -hmm. of house of the dragon probably this year like as Mm -hmm. as as a new project so with that being said there were highs and lows of this season the the production value is just top of the class like i love it it's gonna be a while till we get more but i'm gonna be thinking about this show for a while 
Um, if it does end up going the survival of Earth thing, I really hope it goes the B Tom's way, where this is kind of like the Noah's Ark of just pulling people in to kind of have something for the future. If it goes the Matrix way, where we're going back into the simulation, there can be fun there, and that can actually put some emphasis on some things that happen this season. So I would love that, but we do got to be careful with these this inception of a simulation side of simulation side of simulation i just want to focus on mm -hmm. on some of the stuff that they did good here was just like the character work with up until the end like i loved all the characters they were fleshing out just a great show that i do not regret watching do not regret podcasting and i will definitely tell people about it it was fun um and yeah can't wait for season two you could see some stuff where, and this isn't a parting shot, guys, and this is a continuation <laughs> on Luke. <laughs> but you could see some something go go on where you know Brian's one of his that we all agreed with issues was like Daniel might be a little OP, being able to do whatever the hell he wants. You know, we could maybe find a situation where they have to go back in the simulation and he his machine breaks or something. I don't know. Like, I don't think we're at the point where he's so OP that he can just make a, his new machine appear. I think we do have the rule that he needs that and to plug in because we have the scenario where it was taken from him by Mora and he was like, I'm helpless without it. So the simulation being an actual thing that they get put back into and him not having it and maybe, you know, I don't know, some kind of mystery that they have to get to a new one, whatever. I don't freaking know. I'm not the writer, mm -hmm. but that could be interesting. You know, that could take the OPness away from it. And I would be in for that. You know, again, hey, I'm in for whatever they're going to do. And we'll let mm -hmm. we'll let them know what we think about it. That's the pod's point. Oh, Take us one home, more Kyle. thing too. No, one more thing. <laughs> they will never do this because no one is ballsy enough to do this. But if they actually made this twist into where Mara is truly the main bad guy of this show, I don't think I could be happier. That would be incredible. Be they won't do that because it's going to be Kieran. But it, if they do, that would be a really fun twist on the twist of it all being about the brother versus the dad versus Mara. All that can, can you be imagine fun. anything yeah, can be you, salvaged here? Can you imagine that the twist, like you said, is actually Kieran's trying to salvage everything and she's the one who's actually trying to take over? I mean, I made that joke like fun. three episodes ago and it wasn't that I was theorizing something correctly. I was just making it thinking it couldn't happen. And now that we get this revelation, it could happen. So hell yeah, I'd be in for that. I, I love Mara's performance is good enough to carry the show. She's a fantastic actress and I can't wait to see, I don't know her name off the top of my head. I don't know if anybody does, but shout out to her. She was a great Emily Beecham. Actress. Emily Beecham. She was amazing. Yes. She can, whatever she's going to do for this show. I'm, I'm here for it. For sure. My parting shot. My second one will just be two words, <laughs> two words, Darth Elliot. Darth Eli. That's what I want. That's what I want. I want Darth That'd Elliot. Be fun. Okay. B Tums, you want to comment on that? Like a Darth Vader Elliot? I don't, oh, like his crippled body, put it in a machine and give him a lightsaber? Yeah, I want him bad, too. I want him to be corrupted <laughs> by whoever and, and yeah, turn to it. Like, yeah. oh, I'm in for that. The virus, the virus, <laughs> like, in, virus yes. hits Elliot like a symbiote and he just starts going bad and he's just like this crazy little bastard. Yeah, I love crazy little bastards, so I would <laughs> like to see one. <laughs> Big fan of crazy little bastards. All right, so that is 1899 wrapped, which is insane. I feel like we waited for the show for a while. It's over. Eight episodes. We came, we saw, we watched, which is the same thing as seeing. If you <laughs> liked what you heard here, I would love it if you would subscribe on whatever you're listening on or whatever you're watching on, which would be YouTube. If you really liked it, you could throw us a review. Apple, I don't know if Spotify does reviews, but I know Apple does. They do um, stars, but not actual okay. written reviews. Cool. Well, do that, please, if you would be so kind. And 
if you subscribe, you can keep up with us. I've said it in the beginning of this. We've covered a ton of shows. I mean, we've been at this for a little bit now. We have a really long list of things that we've covered. BingetownTV.com has them all organized for you. I am almost positive. I'm 99.9% sure if you go and click on it and look at the things that we've done, there will be shows in there that you like or that someone has told you to watch. So maybe you watch it, listen to us along the way, you get some jokes, you get some theories, and, and everyone's happy. So thank you for listening. Um, we will obviously be covering season two whenever that comes out. I'm not really sure what's on the direct horizon for us. I know Rick and Morty is Last coming. of Us is in January. Okay, so there you go. That's kind of the big thing that's on our plate for the future. We'll probably try to, to bide our time in the meantime. With We like to do Pitch Town TVs, which is where one of us, will, or maybe even a guest, will take a show that they like. We'll all watch the pilot, and we'll talk about it. We'll see if we want to keep watching it, if we want to cover it on the podcast. We do Rooks and Vets, which is where um, some of us have seen a show, some of us have not. We all watch together, and then the Rooks try to blow the the, uh, the Vets' minds with their theories and things like that. We have a lot of fun doing that. So um, definitely keep an eye out for us here at Bingetown TV. And once again, for the millionth time, and I'll never stop saying it, thank you for listening. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.